0: Hello everyone, and welcome to JTalk Extra Time. I'm James Taylor, and in part one of this episode, I'll be reviewing six of the games from Matchday 35 of J2. In part two, John Steele has the other five games and Kofu's Asian Champions League debut. Then in part three, John chatted to Martin Spivey about Blaublitz Akita. And to round off the episode, Mike Innes has all the action from another entertaining weekend of J3 football. Let's get stuck into the J2 games then, and we were treated to a rare Friday night match as Vanfore Kofu took on Tokyo Verdi. The home side took the lead just after half an hour when Jumma Miyazaki was given too much space on the right edge of the Verdi area, turned past the defender, and rifled a shot past Matthias. Verdi drew level six minutes into the second half when Yuta Arai played in Itsuki Someno, and Someno shot across the keeper. Motoki Hasegawa for Kofu and Hikaru Nakahara for Verdi both went close, but neither side could get a winner, so this one ended 1-0. Kofu are 7th, 2 points outside the playoffs, while Verdi stay 4th, 3 points off the automatic promotion places. The early kick-off on Saturday saw Blaublitz Akita welcome 5th place Vivar and Nagasaki. The first big chance of the game fell to Nagasaki's Kaio Cesar, who saw his 36th-minute header brilliantly saved by Kentaro Kakoi. Cesar almost scored again two minutes later, but his 20-yard shot came back off the inside of the post. Nagasaki again tested Kakoi straight after half-time as he saved the Kayo Cesar header but fumbled it onto the post and then blocked a close-range shot from Marcos Kiriame. Akiza's first real chance didn't come until the 76th minute when Ryotaro Iyo had a shot saved by a combination of Gohatano, the post, and Yuta Imazu standing on the goal line. Akita pushed forward as the game progressed, and with 5 minutes to go, Keita Saito rattled the crossbar, but it finished goalless, a result that keeps Nagasaki in 5th and sees Akita move up a place to 16th. Not far behind Nagasaki are Monterio Yamagata and Fagiano Okayama, who met at the ND Soft Stadium on Saturday night. Yamagata took the lead after just 12 seconds when Tiago Alves ran into a space on the left, that had been vacated by Haruya Motoyama and Yuri Boyce and shot past Daiki Hotta. A fine double save by Masaaki Goto in the ninth minute prevented the other Tiago Alves and Solomon Sakuragawa from equalising as he thrust out a fist while prone on the turf and deflected Sakuragawa's shot onto the top of the crossbar. Hotta almost gifted Yamagata a second in the 26th minute when he passed directly to Yoshiki Fujimoto but recovered well to save. Sakuragawa hit the post in the 35th minute, so it was 1-0 to Yamagata at half-time. There were fewer chances in the second half, and it was Yamagata who were able to take one of them, Hiroki Noda rising highest to head in a corner in the 85th minute to secure the points. Final score, Yamagata 2, Okayama 0. Yamagata's first win in four games sees them in tenth, three points off the playoffs, and level on points with ninth place Okayama, who lose for the first time in six games. Mito Hollyhock took another big step towards securing safety with a 1-0 win away at the Galta Sendai. Both goalies put on a show in this exciting game. In the first half, Sendai's Akihiro Hayashi saved well from a Mizuki Ando header, while Mito's Louis Yamaguchi foiled Yuta Goke. In the second half, Sendai created plenty of chances, but an excellent double save by Yamaguchi on Kai Matsuzaki and Hiromu Kamada was followed by a penalty save from ho Jun after a clumsy tackle by Mito's Fumia Unoki on Yuto Uchida. Hayashi made another good low save from Hidetoshi Takeda, but the goal came just after that. Keita Buanika heading in across from the right, helped by a deflection, his first goal for Mito, who are now unbeaten in 10 games and sitting 12th, while Sendai is 17th, 8 points clear of the bottom 2. It emerged after this game that Buwanika received racist abuse on social media, which the J-League have said they are investigating with the cooperation of both clubs. Another team on an impressive run of results is Jeff United Chiba, who moved into 6th place after beating Tochigi SC 1-0. Ko Miyazaki hit the post for Tochigi inside the first 15 minutes, but aside from that, chances were few and far between, until the 78th minute when Jeff captain Daisuke Suzuki pulled down Kishoyano and was sent off as he was the last defender. Ismaila's penalty was saved by Ryota Suzuki in the Jeff goal. And Jeff have developed a useful habit of scoring late goals, while Tochiki haven't shaken their habit of conceding late goals. And so in the fifth minute of stoppage time, Tomoyamiki bundled in a corner to snatch all three points for the ten men of Chiba. Five wins on the trot for them, while Tochiki lose for the first time in six, but a ten points clear of relegation in 13th. Lastly from me, the biggest game of the weekend saw bottom club Omiya Ardija take on 20th place Raso Kumamoto, who were without captain and playmaker Rei Hirakawa. It was goalless at half-time, mainly thanks to the efforts of Omiya keeper Takashi Kasahara, but the team in front of him capitulated late on. In the 52nd minute, a good Kasahara save fell to the feet of Ryo Matsuoka to score. Kesuke Muroe came agonisingly close to equalising, but a scrambling Ryuga Tashiro poured the ball off the line, and then tipped a Jakub Svetsok shot over. The pole headed over in the 65th minute, and 10 minutes later, Omiya defender Rion Ichihara turned a low cross into his own net. Then, Takuro Ezaki volleyed in a third in the 84th minute to give Kumamoto their first league win since God knows when. They move up two places to 18th, but crucially are five points clear of 21st. Omiya and nine points from safety. That's all from me. John's up next with the rest of the games for you.
1: Your time. Thanks for that, James. Hi everyone, John Steele here, rounding up the rest of the Round 35 action from J2 last weekend. it as Elvia stay top of the table, but they're still wobbling with just one win from their last five games. But they are five points clear at the top, with a game in hand. At the weekend, they drew 0-0 away at My FC. Machida did their best to win this game even as early as the fifth minute when Fujieda keeper Kai Chidi Kitamura did brilliantly to palm Jan Mingyu's header against the inside of the post from close range. Then in the second half, Mitch Duke headed against the post for the visitors and another header from Yudai Fujiwara this time clipped the top of the crossbar but there was no way through and it finished Fujieda nil, Machida nil. Fujieda sit 15th, 9 points clear of the drop zone, with 7 games left to play, so uh, their survival hopes looking pretty good at the moment. Jubilo Iwata have slipped down to third in the table after failing to beat Yamaguchi at home in round 35. The final score at Yamaha was Iwata nil, Yamaguchi nil. Not too much to report on really, but there was an excellent performance from Yamaguchi and uh, their goalkeeper, especially Kentaroseki. Seki. They had uh, plenty of their own chances to score as well. But yeah, it finished Iwata nil, Yamaguchi nil. Yamaguchi four points clear of the relegation zone, but uh, still in a perilous position in 20th. It's Shimizu S-pulse who are now second, a point ahead of Iwata, and only five behind the leaders Machida, as mentioned. That's because they won 3-0 away at Swagen Kanazawa at the weekend. Shimizu were gifted the lead in just the eighth minute here, as Kanazawa were far too casual in possession at the back. Centre-back Honeya Shoji was dispossessed inside his own penalty area by Takaru Kishimoto, and Kishimoto played the ball across the box for Kalinos Jr. to tap in for 1-0. The home side did almost equalise shortly afterwards when a fierce drive from Yuki Kajura hit the crossbar, but Shimizu then doubled their lead with an own goal just before half-time. A right-wing cross from Yohei Shirasaki ended up going in off Kanazawa's Keita Fujimuna for 2-0. Then, midway through the second half, a low drive from about 20 yards from Tiago Santana in off the post put the cherry on top of the Shimizu cake and it finished Kanazawa nil, Shimizu 3 Kanazawa stay second bottom of the table four points adrift of safety but they do have that game in hand on the rest of the bottom six Gunma stay three points outside the playoffs in eighth uh, and they won 1-0 at home to Iwaki last weekend Gunma had a let-off midway through the first half when Iwaki's Rio Arita fired a superb rising drive against the crossbar from the edge of the penalty area But Gunma got their vital goal just seven minutes after that, when a corner kick dropped kindly uh, around the penalty spot for big defender Daiki Nakashio to hook the ball into the back of the net. So Gunma won, Iwaki nil was the full-time score. Iwaki are on a run of three straight defeats now, uh, but they are five points clear of the relegation zone. They're 19th. Finally, from round 35, there were plenty of goals at the Resinac Dome, where it finished Oita 3, Tokushima 3. Exciting game, this. Tokushima took the lead in the 10th minute, when a right-wing cross from Shunto Kodama was met by Ryoga Ishio's firm header at the far post. But 10 minutes later, it was 1-1. Naoki Nomura sinking a beautiful free kick from the edge of the penalty area, right into the top corner, past Tokushima keeper Jose Aurelio Suarez. And then this game uh, went bonkers in the final quarter, with Tokushima scoring twice in two minutes to go 3-1 ahead. In the 69th minute, Ryota Nagaki put in a shot from the edge of the box that swerved over Oita keeper Konosuke Nishikawa and went in off the underside of the bar. That's uh, Nagaki's first goal since arriving on loan from Shonan. And moments later, Kazuki Nishia cut inside from the Tokushima left and swept the ball into the bottom corner from about 14 yards. So Tokushima 3-1 up and looking good. But Oita rallied and they pulled the goal back 12 minutes from full time. Brazilian defender Pereira flashing in a header from a corner at the near post. And then four minutes from the end... The left-wing cross from Yuki Kagawa was met by Shun Ayukawa. He arrived unmarked behind big Shun Nagasawa to volley past Suarez inside the six-yard box and make the final score Oita 3, Tokushima 3. So, uh, yeah, Oita stay in 11th place. They're one of a group of four teams on 51 points, three points adrift of the top six. Tokushima, that makes it a seven-game unbeaten run for them, and they're nine points clear of the relegation zone in 14th. And just before uh, I hand you back to the uh, the rest of the pod, we should quickly mention Wednesday night's Asian Champions League group stage action, where Kofu, uh, our J2 representatives in the competition, of course, thoroughly enjoyed their debut uh, in the first round of the group stage. They drew nil-nil away at Melbourne City on Wednesday night and should have won the game, really. Kofu hit the woodwork twice in the first half and had plenty of chances in the second as well. Even more surprising was that Kofu picked a pretty much second string team uh, for the game, but they were much the better side uh, for most of the game. And uh, yeah, I'm sure this uh, result will give them a lot of confidence and it bodes well for their chances of potentially even getting through to the knockout stage. But the full time score uh, at the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium was Melbourne City nil, Kofu nil. Okay, I think that's all for me uh, for now from J2 and from the Asian Champions League. But please stay tuned. After a quick bit of music, you're going to hear a deep dive into Blaublitz Akita season with uh, me and Martin Spivey. So please stay tuned. My chat with Martin is next. Welcome back, everyone. John Steele here again. And for some J2 chat, I'm joined by a very special guest. It's our uh, Blaublitz Akita correspondent, Martin Spivey. Martin, how's it going?
2: I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. I think this is our first time actually chatting live, Martin. It feels a bit strange because obviously we've been Twitter, Twitter friends for, I don't even want to, I can't even <laughs> remember how long, five, five years or more, maybe. So it uh, really, really good to, uh, to talk to you. Face to face or voice to voice this time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, look forward to it. I hope I don't mess up too much. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't
1: worry. That that's what the editing, that's what the post uh, post production is for, Martin. So don't don't worry, don't worry. Well, um, yeah. Without further ado, um, Martin, we should probably talk about Akita's game from the weekend, um, if that's okay. So 0-0 at home against Nagasaki. I think with Nagasaki riding high in the table um, as a neutral, it seems like a pretty good point and, and clean sheet for Akita mm-hmm. uh, to me. And obviously, um, maybe be on the balance of play you know both sides had their chances both sides hit hit the woodwork at their different points so i think possibly uh i just saw the highlights of this game but i think nil nil seemed like a, a fair result would you would you go along with that i know you you watched the last 20 minutes or so and you saw the highlights as well but it, was that a fair a fair result and a good point in the end
2: yeah it seemed to be um i think probably nagasaki's chances were uh better than ours it's fair to say but uh you know, in the in the last sort of few minutes Akita seemed to up the tempo and um gone the attack a little bit. Uh was it uh Ruji Saito uh who's uh, I think it was was it Ruji Saito, I think he's um uh he came on as a was he at right was he at right I think right wing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and uh, he uh yeah, he uh, had a had a chance or two and then there was um Yeah, uh, who else I'm trying to think now is on loan from Sangon Toso, wasn't it? It uh, Yeah, uh, Yukihito Kajia, Mm. who went on a really good run and uh, cut inside into the box and then, yeah. Oh yeah, he (laughs) just got the finish.
1: Yeah, everything was everything Uh, was perfect except the finish, wasn't it? With that chance. But I
2: think that sums up Kajia. Um, You know, he's he's young. He's 23 and uh, come on loan for the season and. uh, He's quite good, at, he, but he's he's very much in the mould of all the other the other strikers we have. But kind of sort of strong and you know fairly quick, but um he's not a bad dribbler, and he did well uh, getting into the into the box. But um yeah, I don't know what happened. Whether did the ball the ball seem to bobble? I think maybe, but it was just a, mm. it was well. in the end, when you look at it. From behind the goal, it was well. He really sliced it. I yeah, think. So. I think
1: it depends how generous you're feeling. I mean, he could have <laughs> squared, could have squared it to a couple of attackers mm. who were who were waiting, and then um, yeah. I think to be honest, as a forward, if you've you, you've done all the hard work to carry the ball into the box, you've kind of earned the right to to have a pop yourself, haven't you? Uh, from there, but he just didn't quite get it right. Oh, uh,
2: absolutely, and, and and often you know recently with Kajio, it, it, it's frustrated me that I ha- he hasn't sort of gone into the box. You know, he often sort of gets maybe goes to the byline or. And then tries to maybe p- play across cross or something, or you know pass it back. And so actually, I was, I was pleased he did go in the bot into the into the area. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think on the on the balance of play, uh, a fair result. It's just it's it's another draw. But um, we've had you know uh, a few draws at home recently. We, but actually to be fair, good ones, right? So we we drew with um, S. pulse drew with Iwata, and now with uh, Nagasaki. So you know. We could have beaten one of them and lost the other two, and we've got the same number of points. Would mm. I rather have had that? Um, possibly, actually, that's yeah. I think another win. We've only had three wins at home so mm. so far this season. So um, yeah, I think I would have probably preferred that. But mm. yeah, it's a it's a good point, and it just uh, just takes us away from the, the you know the bottom two mm. a, a little bit more. So, <laughs> so that's good.
1: Well, you, you mentioned there's been a lot of draws at home uh, this mm. year, and goal, goals have been at a bit of a, a premium as well. But I got the sense that this was a pretty typical Akita performance. Like one of the things that we often say on the pod, um, almost tongue in cheek with this message, you kind of know what. We, I think J- James and I feel like we know what mm. we're going to get from an Akita, especially home performance. Um, did this feel like it was typical, like pretty standard standard stuff, or
2: well? Hmm it was nil-nil so actually i think last season we had probably a lot more nil-nils um from from my memory so i'm probably mm. wrong but uh <laughs> mm. <laughs> um we've actually had quite a few 1-1 draws and actually actually yeah our ho- at home it's been quite frustrating because we in recent in recent weeks we've we've conceded a lot of late goals mm. um now I wouldn't say we deserve to be, you know, be winning any of these matches, you know. So as I say, with like um, Iwata and S Pulse, we actually took the lead, and maybe unfairly, maybe we were on the balance of play, we didn't deserve to, but we did. And then the other teams came back and scored late goals, and we've had a lot of these uh, sort of late goals leading to either defeats or draws this season, especially at home. Mm. So I think um, Okuyama got like a late penalty to beat us. Omiya scored late on to beat us I think 1-0 at home a few weeks ago and then as I say we dropped points to Pulse and uh, Iwata. So actually this is kind of to get a 0-0 where we keep a clean sheet. We've not kept many clean sheets this season um, so yeah, actually, I, I don't know. It's a bit of an outlier this
0: season,
1: I'd say. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, that should probably shows shows how closely I've watched Aki this season. Maybe that I I thought that was a pretty standard uh, well, I pr- don't pretty blame standard. You. Well, yeah, never mind. Well, I think it was so, good. Yeah, yeah we, we should probably give a shout out to uh, Kentaro uh, Kakoi in in goal because I thought he. Um, you know, for a few for a, a few minutes either side of half time, it was a bit of a personal battle between him and Kaio Cesar, wasn't it? Um, on the Nagaseki side, a couple of really really good sort of flying saves from, from him.
2: Yeah, he's um, he's actually been. I don't know. I, I don't know if we're segueing into just talking about the season. As, uh, yeah, as go a ahead. Whole, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He's been really good, actually. Yeah, I like Hakoi a lot. Um, you know, looking at his sort of history, he's actually. Um, I think. The Nagasaki game was his 100th J2 appearance, I think.
1: Mm, that's correct, yeah.
2: Um, and he's 32, so it's actually not that many, <laughs> really, when you think about it. But um, he played. he's played, um, I think he was at Matsumoto for a couple of seasons. Um, I think he started at FC Tokyo. Didn't actually feature for them for a few seasons. Maybe he was like second or third choice uh, when he was younger. And then, uh, yeah, so he was at Matsumoto when they were in J2... And then when they got relegated, he went to um, Sagamihara and played. So I was a bit surprised. I was, I was a bit underwhelmed when we signed him because we signed him from you know Sagamihara, who had a terrible season in J three after going mm-hmm. down from J two. So I wasn't totally convinced. Just based, and I didn't actually know anything about him to be fair. But um, I think I'd, I'd actually argue he's been an upgrade on. Um, you know you Tanaka from last season which is quite mm. <laughs> quite I don't know if that's a stretch or not but um
1: mm. high praise high praise uh, indeed yeah
2: well he's a great he's a great shot stopper and when when you see a lot of the, the goals we concede um I never sort of think oh is to blame now maybe his positioning might not have been great perhaps so maybe he was partly to blame but it's often a sort of defensive error or just you know someone in the box or by themselves and it's like oh well yeah if, you know they've got a free free hit basically so i don't think he's been to blame for many goals mm. and he's 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 also you know he has um he's made some great saves just as you know tanaka often did but where where he i think where he excels or where he you know um he's been an improvement on tanaka is that his um his distribution's been a lot better you know he he's his kicking is is more trustworthy um Tanaka was often just you know booting it out for uh, throw-ins a lot. And you know Kakoi does sometimes but um yeah you, you have more faith that it's going it's going to stay on the pitch mm-hmm. <laughs> when, well, I... when it launches it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, not to uh not not to hammer not to hammer the point uh, home uh, but I think maybe ac- accurate long balls are something that perhaps Akita rely on um, quite a lot, if that's fair to say. So I think having him having accurate sort of distribution from, from the back, from the goalkeeper is a, a, a bonus, I'm sure. Another thing that I noticed about Kaku, and this is pretty random, but just at half time of the game on, uh, the, the weekend on, on Saturday, he, he looked just before the kickoff of the second half, he was just having a conversation, having a chat with someone on the, on an Akita's bench, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the sort of staff. Oh, uh, he, yeah. he, he looked, Kaku looked so relaxed, like laughing and joking. And basically, chilling. and I think one thing that, that I really mm-hmm. know is a very calm, uh, presence, mm-hmm. whether that's because he's 32, you know, he's a, it, obviously not, not that many J2 games. As you mentioned, this was his hundredth, but I think he's, he just seems very calm, very relaxing. And I get that feeling about Akita, especially at the back, um, very, very, very calm, very composed, no, nobody panics. Um, and that sounds like a, a very low bar but by, at, the, at, the bottom, at the at the bottom of J2 at the bottom of J2 there's, there's quite a lot of um panicky panicky defenders and and, and jittery jittery goalkeeping goes on so i, th- I think that's something um not to be underestimated or just, just what a calming um and relaxed presence he's been i think in goal this, this season
2: yeah i think um well i i guess you know we we have a small budget and i don't know yeah i um I messed around a little bit. I put a few things up on Twitter, right? you know, um, in Excel I was playing around with Excel. And um, we had, I think we had the lowest budget last season in, J- in J2. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the mm. lowest or just about the lowest again this season. Mm. Certainly when you look at the transfers, maybe get onto that later. But mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, so, so I think character, when we're looking for new players, character is a big part of it. And I think we look. We must really look at the character. You know, if if they're a bit, uh, you know, if they're sort of I don't know, cocky and relaxed, and th- perhaps they're not likely to fit well into the squad. Mm. So I think how they fit into a squad is really key. It seems yeah. to be, you know. Yeah. I so think... go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. So no, no, go good. on. You go. You go. Oh yeah. Um, so and you know, a lot of the players we do sign. In fact. I think pretty much every single signing last winter was from J three. Um, so thinking about like Kakoi, you know, he has he has J two experience, but he hasn't played that much actually in mm. his whole career. Right, he's thirty two, but he's only you know I think he maybe he's played a few games in J three for Sagamihara, and then you know, well what he played about seventy games in J two. So maybe. He, he, he sort of feels, and I guess this is the case with a few other players, feels really happy to be here in a way, because it's like, well, he's getting another chance. Maybe he thought, you know, when he was at Sagamihara, he's possibly uh, not on the way down, but you know what I mean? Maybe he didn't, he wouldn't have thought he might have get another J2 opportunity. Mm. And so he's actually kind of happy to be here, right? So rather than just signing, say, if we were signing sort of aging J1 players J or J2 players, they might they might feel like, oh, well, I'm kind of on the way down, and um, perhaps not have. I'm not saying they wouldn't have the right attitude, but um, yeah, I think a lot of players are sort of happy to be <laughs> to mm. be. Active well, anyway. I
1: think I think there's de- there's definitely a type of player that Aki to go for, and I mean, yeah, you know, we we've talked in the past about how they they just don't really go in for for non-Japanese players, right? Foreign players, and I, I think um, you know one glance at that might lead you to believe it's budgetary but um, pl- plenty of foreign players turn up at small budget, you know, J-League teams. So I think it might be something to do with, you know, m- maybe that, that, like you said, the the character is something that they really look at, what kind of person they're, they're signing. And with the foreign players, it's probably a lot more difficult to get that information of what, what you, uh, you know, what kind of guy is, is, is coming through the door. So perhaps that, that plays into why it's uh, this quite close-knit uh, group of Japanese players, I wonder.
2: Yeah, so I think, because I guess you know, if a foreign player who's done quite well here, even if it was in J three, is probably going to get a better offer elsewhere, maybe, mm. and and also it's probably hard to attract. We you know we have had one or two sort of you know foreign players like maybe Brazilian and, and European in the past, but going back like you know sort of ten years, mm. but recently no, we haven't, and and it's probably a language issue as well, right? Maybe unless they're sort of fluent in Japanese and have lived here a few years, but mm. then those types of players are probably. Higher up the pyramid, maybe <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Sure, um, sure sure, so you're taking more of a risk right with with a player who's sort of maybe coming from abroad or um but um yeah, so um you know just thinking about if we're talking you know if we're talking about the season as a whole um and and sort of the players we did bring in in the winter um we had quite a tra- you know we had quite a changeover, we lost a lot of key players. Um, so Shuto Inaba and, um, Jurato Ikeda went to Machida, and I was really, I was, you know, especially with the Ikeda, because we'd only just signed him from eh- Ehime last season, you know, the season before, mm. and, uh, he did really well. And I think he was the one I was most worried about leaving, actually, and, and, and lo and behold, he did, and, um, he's done all right there, hasn't he, at Machida? He seems to be, when he's fit, seems to be kind of a regular there. Um, and funnily enough, I was kind of surprised, you know, so Cheetah Kaito Cheetah, the centre-back, he'd been with us for about six seasons. I think his entire career had been at Akita, actually. Um, and then he went to Verdi. And I must admit, I wasn't massively disappointed he left, because I, I liked him. I think he he had his moments, but he was quite slow uh, at times and um, a bit of a liability. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that sounds really um, unfair of me to say that. I mean, he was a good, he's a good defender, but... Um, he was actually when i was thinking you know if we could actually improve it it would be in defense and maybe trying to replace him perhaps because mm. i wasn't sure how much of a sort of j2 level defender he was and 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 to be fair, you know he's gone to a bigger club and um he's had a few games he, he although he tends to sort of start when he gets against us and then the rest of the time he's sort of on the bench so i don't <laughs> know why he always plays against us <laughs> maybe they think he's gonna, they're going to get a really good performance out of him and, it, and actually he um, in the last game, I think they beat, did they beat us? I can't remember, was it a draw? I can't remember now, sorry, but, um, mm. I think, yeah, I didn't actually think he did that well. He made a few sort of errors and was a bit shaky, but, um, but yeah, so, um, and yeah, we've already said, you know, Tanaka went, uh, you know, he went up to J1 to, um, uh, Hiroshima, and, and so we lost, like, the key sort of, um, I guess the cornerstone of the, um, of our, of our team so it was always going to be difficult uh replacing some of those players and um you know we've brought in uh, Takashi Kawano came in from Kitakyushu from J3 uh, so sort of, I think what's sort like of 25 26 and um he's done all right i'm still i think i think he's got better as the season's gone on um mm. he had a bit of J2 experience with Kitakyushu you know when before they got relegated he played a few games for them in J2 so it wasn't like he was fresh to J2 but he hadn't had much experience in in the league, and yeah, I think I think he's done quite well. Um, and then at his side, we've had um, on loan from Okayama um, another Kaito, uh, but, uh, Kaito Abe, and uh, he's been really good actually. Yeah, he's he's been brilliant for the most part. He looks uh, he looks quite short, but he wins a lot of headers. Um, he's really solid, you know. He's that's,
1: really, uh, really that's like Ryota, Ryota Nakamura.
2: Um, to a point. <laughs> <laughs> to a point. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he, when I, when I've watched him recently, i actually, I actually th- think, we're talking about, you know, on, on the right wing, right? And, um, actually, um, he gets a lot of, because the kicks it to the right wing a lot. And I, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag with the headers for uh, Nakamura, right? So some, he does he does make a few, but he seems recently he seems to have been you know miss a lot of uh, mm. a lot of those, and they just go out for a throw in. Which <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know, but um, but yeah, so I think, uh, and of course you know I m- must mention uh, Ryota Takara at right back, um, who's been brilliant, and you know I suspect. I worry he's gonna he's gonna leave um (laughs) Mm. I don't want to be too negative but um he's been kind of one of the bright sort of um bright uh uh shining what would you say
1: bright bright Uh, shining lights bright bright bright
2: stars yeah he's he's been really good I mean he's made a few mistakes but he's just come out of university um but he's quite quick sometimes you know he's, he's quite sometimes he'll take the um their, their uh, left back on, and you know, beat them, and or maybe you know, win a corner. Not necessarily get a cross in, but he he has got a good cross on him. But he he's very much the you know the the throw in merchant, right? So it's uh, <laughs> as you'll have seen, it's it's all about getting the ball to him, um, winning a throw in. Or, you know, try to win a throw-in on the right-hand side and him, him him lobbing it in. Mm. And maybe, maybe, well, I don't know, maybe it's a good time to talk about sort of the tactics. But
1: Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to ask you like how, how yeah how you feel like the season's been as a whole. So, obviously, a lot of players, you know, big turnover of players in the winter. Mm. And it's a bit, bit worrying, obviously, if the, the new guys would have been able to replace, um you, you know, the, the players going out. But I'm just, you know, glancing at the league table... Um, you know, sixteenth place. It is okay. I think eight points clear of the relegations. Those all looking good, and the, the the same number of points as Sendai. So you've got to got to be happy with <laughs> got to be happy with that, even though it tells us more about Sendai's season well, than yeah, does about Akitas. Yeah. But so, yeah. what what about the season as as a whole, um, Martin? I mean, it, my gut feeling is it's tracking for a slightly lower points total than than last mm-hmm. season, but probably still relative uh, safety. I think they actually finished twelfth last year, didn't they? So they do very well. To to finish twelfth again this, this season, but um ha- happy overall, you know, with, with everything or glass half full or, or half empty this season.
2: Oh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because like you say, I think sixteenth is about right. I mean, yeah, it's a bit lower than last season, but when you look at the squad, it's probably about fair enough. Um, you know, the new signings have done okay. Um, we've also had, sort of had Misutani on the left coming in from uh, Nagano we have a lot of ex Nagano players funnily enough um, and he's done all right but again you know I think it's it's sort of hard to say isn't it like I don't know will they be much better next season after a year of sort of j2 um, bedding in it's possible but I'm still yet to be convinced by a few of these sort of j3 players who've come in mm. um, we've done yeah we, we've actually we've done well you know recently we've done quite well against sort of some of the big sides and all right that often means sort of 25 20 20 percent you know 20 percent possession sit back and um and, and try and you know counter-attack which doesn't always make for a very interesting watch I must admit you know even as a sort of you know mm. someone who wants to Akita to, to do well you know I want to watch them play mm. it can be quite dull when um you know, when you're just seeing like eighty percent of the ball in in their defense, the defenders knocking it to each. Other. <laughs> I think that's my main. Gra- it's difficult because I don't want to come across as uh, ungrateful because that's maybe just that's the way it is. But when you look at teams like Fujieda and uh, Kumamoto, like uh, until next until next year, we don't know what the budget. You know how the budgets compare, but I can't imagine. You know, especially after. Um, I mean, maybe after last season, because I suspect, you know, losing those, those sort of key players who will have been on you know, J2 contracts at this point, mm. um, then bringing in a lot of J3 players, you suspect that the, the wage budget's probably gone down. Not necessarily, you know, because we don't have the money. It's just, well, because we've been able to um, sign sort of these players on, 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 on uh, lower wages. But it, I wonder how it compares to Fujigeda Now, I know, of course, Fujigeda now are um, 15th and they've been on a terrible run but that, that's what happens when you lose your two best players in the summer right
1: <laughs> mm, yeah i think that uh, that's made a huge difference to them hasn't it yeah
2: so it's 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 a difficult one because i mean i, I watched a bit of Fugiedo the other um the other day actually last weekend uh, they were playing uh good grief who who were they the Fugiedo were playing um al oh, machida right that's why as so i was watching it they were playing machida and got got a, a decent draw at home to them and you sort of think well can't we play like that? Like I don't know. Obviously, there's a danger. Obviously, you know. I think um, Ken Yoshida gets the players in. You know, he gets these sort of hard workers who are might be quite quick and, and uh, energetic, and they might not necessarily be the best players with the ball or you know um, skillful or. Um, but he gets these players in, and they do. You know, you've got to admit they get results. You know, we're, we're probably going to stay up. Um, although you know we have a tough run in. But funnily enough, we do tend to, you know, it might just be a point, but we do tend to get sort of enough points against these these good sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm overall, I'm reasonably happy, but I think, um, yeah, it, it's, it becomes kind of a philosoph- philosophical question. You know, what do you want from it? it? It's entertainment. And I don't think we've had enough of that this season, mm-hmm. especially at home. You know, when you're going there and paying good money to watch them and you get in these sort of, stodgy you know performances where it's like you know especially against sort of some of the weak you know sort of the weak teams in the league you you know if you're playing um, and i don't want to be disrespectful but you know if you're playing kanazawa or you're playing um, mm. uh, fujieda or tochigi
1: yeah you have to go for it right you have to go for the three points yeah
2: you'd think that but then what happens is sometimes these teams sit back and it's like, oh, we're going to have more of the ball. We don't know what to do with it, and 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 because it seems like they never train for this moment. It's like, oh dear, what what are we going to do? And um, and so we don't. We tend not to actually at home. We tend to do worse against those sorts of sides because they sort of sit back more, and we're expected to take control. and um, because we rarely ever do that. <laughs> it's mm. like we don't have the, and maybe we also just don't have the players for it. Um, so I don't know. It's a difficult one because you know. You can't just then, you can't just swap your whole entire squad in one season and expect you know and try to sort of change the tactics and, and maybe that, that would be a terrible idea, and we'd finish bottom and it, it wouldn't work. So you can see the logic behind the way mm. we play, and you know um, you can see the logic behind it, but will it last forever? You know there's a point where you sort of think, well, um, you know you're also trying to build uh, crowds up, and they've gone up a little bit this season. You know we've had we've had some really good crowds. Um, a lot of the the lower crowds, I think that the blame lies in in the in the calendar, right? You know with summer um, and these evening kickoffs, um, they tend to get lower crowds. And then you know when we get put on like a two o'clock on a Saturday, I think uh, was it Nagasaki? Yeah. So there was like what two thousand two hundred. And um, you know if that had been obviously Nagasaki aren't going to bring you know thousands, but if that had been on Sunday afternoon, it's possible. We might have had you know three thousand or so so um yeah uh i think it's quite good i think it's quite pleasing that the crowds even though our home form has been worse this season than last season it's quite i think that people do want to attend mm. excuse me i think um we are sort of building uh interest and you know crowds a little bit mm. i think it, Um, We've got some big games coming up. I we'll talk about that later. But we've still still got Sendai at home. We've still got uh, Yamagata this weekend. We've got Machida in the uh, rearranged fixture. Uh, Mm. Tokushima. Um, So... um,
1: Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, it's so so interesting having this conversation, Martin, because as a uh, contractually, I'm obliged to mention Stoke City as often as possible, (laughs) even though this is uh, J-League podcast. Mm. And when Tony Pulis was our manager... Um, a lot of the discourse w- among supporters would be that like individual matches were often quite unsatisfying um, for some of the reasons that you've outlined, uh, you know, watching actor. But the overall like big picture of the club was it was like very healthy, um, you know. So we we sort of um, forced our way into the Premier League with Tony Pulis as the manager, and like we you know stayed there playing a very specific way, which often left you a bit cold. Um, you know, leaving the stadium at sort of 5 p.m. on a, on a Saturday afternoon. But when you actually went home and looked at the league table or you looked at the health of the club overall, it was very positive. And then uh, when you look at the state, <laughs> you look at the state that we're in right now, and then a lot of people, uh, you know, um, you know, periodically, you know pe- periodically wanting, wondering if tony pulis is free and whether we might like to right. come back so yeah i remember it,
2: it, that well yeah yeah was it, it, was it, yeah go, on, go ahead sorry was it like center backs at, at the left and right back was that Was that yeah the, that's uh, right four kind of, yeah. yeah
1: four four center backs and our midfield was uh affectionately or maybe not so known as the cage like our, our central midfield <laughs> was, the, was the, the the cage and uh yeah it was often i, I think um One of the things that Tony Pulis did that was very clever, and I think Ken Yoshida, I'm not saying he's the Japanese Tony Pulis, I don't want to lumber lumber him with with a tag like that. But there is a sense, I think, teams, one of the reasons that Stoke did very well was teams would buy in to our reputation and they would be expecting a very rugged physical game and that's it. But, um, what we, we did have the, the trick of we did actually have some really good players as well. And I do think that's true at Akita. I, I think some of the guys that have come in from, from J3, like you mentioned, Mizutani, Moroka as well. Um, you, you know, there, there are actually some talented players in there. I think the, the, the discourse at Stoke was often frustration that very, very talented players were often not really allowed or that the system didn't allow them to, 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 you know, that the handbrake was like welded right, on basically. Right and um yeah i wonder if over time i think at the moment you mentioned with akita i think there's very steady progress being made i mean they they became an established j2 team pretty much overnight right in one season or in a few months when they got promoted and that that was unexpected for for a lot of people i think um so i think they they're just building slowly and steadily i don't know, i don't know if that that's how it seems to me on the outside looking in i don't know if you go along go along um, with that um
2: well to some degree i mean i think my worry going forwards is um, just the age the age of the squad it's kind of strange but um, not strange so much but I mean um, you know like Kakoi we mentioned he's 32 he's a goalkeeper so you know he's probably alright for another season or two it, 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 and assuming that we can keep him you know who knows he might get uh, as I said he has done quite well and he, he, he might be that a club it, it, you know I, I don't know but it doesn't I, can't, I can imagine it doesn't take much right you know if um a slightly higher club in the league who mm. who are in Kanto or Kansai or may, maybe near the hometown of the player you offer a little bit more money you know you know even if it's just five percent more it's, it's you can see why they might go if, if the contracts up so assuming he stays you know it's but we've got players like you know like Ruji Saito he looks quite young but he, he's 30 you know uh, Ryutaro Io at left back 32 um, We've got, um, you know, I really like Shota but but he, he's just uh, turned 33, so mm. you know he's he's going to be sort of slowly, slowly. I mean, to be fair, he's never been a really fast player, but as you know, with our tactics, uh, a lot of a lot of the time, you know, it's about sort of their defenders passing it around and our attackers charging at them as much as possible mm-hmm. uh now of course the downside to that is they burn all their energy off just chasing the ball and then when they do have it they're shattered and you know the the, the legs are like jelly <laughs> and I, I genuinely think that's part of the problem you know if, if they didn't play in a team like akita they might have more energy you know they might have more sort of strength left in their legs to actually aim the ball towards goal. <laughs> 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 i think they're just the, the legs are worn out but um so you know, so that, and then Nakamura mentioned, uh, he's 32. Keita Saito, you know, he's still rapid, but he's 30. So the you know, these players, and we know, I know, in J League, you know, the players can sort of go on and on and on, can't they? But um, in the sort of team that, in the sort of style that Ken Yoshida ha- um, has created these players you know need to be hard working and you know quick you know quick and uh, running all match mm. and i know i know you know you can make substitutes after 55 60 minutes which we often do especially with our forwards but um, yeah so, uh, and it, but, but it's interesting cuz like you know we've got like this player called um, Tatsushi uh, Koyanagi who's now 33 and he was uh, you know center back from Corfu, um, and um, he played a lot last season i actually really like him and he's basically been all oh right. You can understand why maybe he's not played regularly at centre back because of you know Abe and um, Kawano. But he's basically been on the bench most of the season, and then he sort of comes on for the last sort of ten minutes or five minutes to play, you know um, usually for uh, Moroka. Um, now I don't know whether Koyanagi's legs maybe his legs have gone. We don't see this in training, right? But I'd actually if he's going to be playing centre midfield. I almost feel like i'd give him a run at starting because he's quite a nice tidy player he's got quite a good touch he's quite um skillful um and actually with you know you mentioned morocco i don't know about you know you, you seem to be quite impressed with him i i think um i think he's done all right but he's basically in abe's replacement right and um yeah I, I still i think the jury's out on him. yeah that that, that that's yeah, fair he's... enough i think
1: i think i was expecting him not to do all right and he's done all right and therefore i'm impressed ah, right. so, so yeah did, I, did, I think you know. that the, the fact that i didn't notice Ina abam being missing you know there wasn't a kind of double decker bus sized mm-hmm. hole in that in that sort of defensive midfield role i, I thought he'd done okay but i take your point I, I've, I've not watched as closely as, as you so fair enough
2: but yeah so um yeah, well, you know, again, you know, I don't want to be too harsh because, you know, he's only 20, he's 26, so he's possibly only had sort of three or four years of regular football, right? So, I mean, he's still relatively uh, new to the get pro game, if you like. So, again, um, especially with these sorts of players, they do tend to sort of peak, you know, like Fujiyama, uh, Tomofumi Fujiyama in, in centre midfield. I think he's had a great season. And um, he, another one from Nagano, but I think he was playing a lot of right. He was playing at right back, and I wasn't that impressed with him last season at right back. But he's he's been moved into midfield, which is I think his sort of natural position. And I think he's played. He's uh, I think he's been brilliant this season. But he's 29. But again, you know, you, I guess age is just a number, right? And um, he's he sort of buzzes he buzzes around, and he's still quite fit. But when you know these sort of players, and when they're in the 30, when they get sort of 30 going on 31, 32. In, in a team that maybe keeps more of the ball and is, isn't sort of relying on you to sort of run, you know, a, a half marathon every match, <laughs> <laughs> that that's probably okay. But yeah, as I say, if Yoshi's are staying and, and we're going to have this style for next season, I wonder if maybe some of these players might be either, if not moved on, kept, you know, as sort of backup and we, you know, we need to sort of bring in some sort of younger, um, you know, fresher legs, um, we have actually, I should say, we've got a couple of younger um, university uh, graduates that have joined So um, this season. So, Mah- you know, Mohamed uh, War is a 23-year-old who's come in. I think great he's a great name. Great, great oh, name. it's a great name. Um, but he's, um, he's not had a look-in. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's just because he's simply not ready. And to be fair, you know, with uh, Ryota Takada at right-back, We've seen with Yoshida, he will play you if you're ready. You know, if he he, he does trust young players if they're ready. And and Takada has mostly been really good, so you can understand why he started pretty much every match. <laughs> um, so maybe even maybe you, has he has even missed a game. I'm not even sure. Maybe I think he missed like one match. I think maybe he was suspended or or just worn out. But um, um, but we've also brought in a striker called uh, Ken uh, Shizanga Matsumoto. Uh, they're both from the same university actually i can't remember the name of it now but he's a like, 21 year old um so he's 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 still actually at university so again maybe he, we won't see him for like a year perhaps um mm. but you know so there are some young players that, and we've we've got um a loan a, a guy out on loan a center back on loan at um actually no hey, in j3 he's playing quite regularly um i'm trying to think of his name now but um yeah, yeah Mike, so, Mike,
1: Mike Innes will be screaming, screaming at the, screaming oh at the dear, audience. Well. Yeah, never mind. It's okay. <laughs> uh,
2: his name is Shin, Shin. Um, what is it? Uh, Shintaro Kato, Yeah, so he's played quite regularly. He's a sort twenty-three-year-old. Of he's played quite regularly on loan at, um, how do you know her? So. Um, hmm. Yeah, and I don't know about uh, yeah Hayatake is on loan at Gunma, right? So he's sort of twenty-seven-year-old. Do seems to be a bit of a pod favourite um it just didn't last season it really didn't work out for him did it and then he, he's um he's gone on loan to Gunmer and I think he started off really well and then I think he got an injury he's just sort of come back the last couple of games so yeah um mm. I'm not sure when his contract runs out it's possible that it runs out uh, this season and he'll be on his way um yeah it looks like that might be the case but mm. uh yeah, yeah so um Sorry, yeah, please. No, well, it's, (laughs) yeah, no, it's,
1: no, 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 (laughs) no. Well, uh, if you insist. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's just going to be an interesting winter, I think. I think, like you said, mentioned, I don't think Akita, I mean, obviously, they haven't had a win in the last eight. I don't think so, They've got quite a few draws, but I don't, relegate, I mean, the teams below them in the table are in such a state at the moment that I don't think relegation is a real possibility and i think you're sounding pretty relaxed about that and i think you're correct i don't i don't think there's any danger of, of akita going down and mm. it's going to be really interesting what happens in the winter because i think a season ago or two seasons ago i was expecting ken yoshida to maybe move on and it, mm. it's not happened so i wonder if he doesn't want to move on he's he's, he's quite happy sort of you know with with the project he's got to, or whether he if he does move on then i think it's going to be really interesting to see who replaced who would replace him, and then what? What the what the squad you know would look like? Would there be more young players? Would there be more foreign players, or would the tactics yeah. uh, change? Because basically, my point is, I, I mean, from an Akita point of view, I think most supporters would probably want Yoshida to to, to stay. Uh, I, I assume, but I'm really curious. I, I want to know how influential, how integral he is to what's happening at Akita. and I, it kind yeah. of would be good to see um for example if you look at again um pie this is not a great comparison but a, a, a club like brighton when they lost mm-hmm. graham potter to chelsea everybody thought well the, the house of cards is going to come tumbling down and not only was it no problem that they, they already had a candidate in mind to replace him in roberto Di Serbi, and roberto Zerbi, and they've actually improved <laughs> with with him in charge whereas some clubs lose a manager and everything just goes you know all of the all of the good vibes go out of the door with them. And right, it, it's, it's a yeah. problem. So I'm just really curious. I, I don't know which... Yeah, my, my, my real sort of curiosity is how, how much of Akita's success and and uh, doggedness is down to Ken Yoshida Ooh. and what what would happen if he left.
2: Yeah, I mean, personally, yeah, I've been thinking about this probably more than I should, actually. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got other things to think about. But um, look, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? I mean, when you think what he did, I like it, literally his first season we went on that amazing run in J3 where we didn't, I don't think we we lost for the first like 14 matches or something. We, we didn't concede a goal for the first like eight or it was, it was an incredible run and we, we just stormed to the league title. And then as you say, you know, we've basically straight away settled. We, we've never really been in relegation danger. I mean, even now it's sort of, yeah, what, sort of eight points off um, Kanazawa, but the way, like you say, the way those two teams are performing, you know, Kanazawa and Omiya, Mm -hmm. they kind of look doomed, I don't know. I mean, you know, Kanazawa Mm -hmm. have a game in hand to Yamaguchi, so who knows, but I I hope that Kanazawa can stay up, but um, it's not looking too good at the moment. So, you know, assuming we stay up this season, um, I mean, you have to say, and he's done a great job, and, you know, often they talk about, when we talk about, like, wage budgets, you know, they say usually, and this doesn't actually, to be fair, this doesn't often apply in, in J2, you know, when I, when, I, when I did those tables, but um, usually, you know, the, the money you spend, um, you know, so, say you're sort of tenth in the, in the league, you know, for wage budget, you're probably going to be around that position. And, and as I say, actually, J2 is probably not really like that because you look at some teams like Omiya and Sendai. Well, you know, they their budgets probably like you know top seven or eight, right? And <laughs> they're nowhere near. Yeah, they do.
1: So Oh, sorry, yeah. No, no. I was going to say they they fill the more. they fill the bath with money, but then they set it on fire. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, they, they but, wasted wasted it.
2: But going back to so so when you so when you look at what he's done for us, he has done a brilliant job. But um, like it's interesting, you said like you thought you might have left a season or two. And I, I must admit, I was kind of worried, thinking oh someone's going to snap him up. But then you think about it, and you think well, okay, who? who above us, because assuming that, you know, he's only going to go somewhere above us in the, in you know, in the pyramid. Well, who would, who, what kind of club would want him? And I know that sounds really harsh, but you know, who would actually, what kind of team would think, oh, you know, okay, we want to go, say, I don't know, finish mid-table this season. Um, or, or playoffs, you know, in J2. Mm. Because if you look at what they're basing it on, because he was basically... Was he a, was it Numazu before us? I think he was, we got him from, was it Numazu? I think that's
1: right, yeah, I can't remember, yeah. I think that's right.
2: So it was kind of like a sort of, mid, at that time, sort of a sort of mid-table or lower mid-table uh, J- J3 team. So, I mean, based on the evidence, and if you think about his play and his tactics, I mean, you would... And again, like I say, with the budget we've got, you, you can only say he's been brilliant, but if you're a sort of team with more fans you know more fans more demanding fans who are expecting a bit of play you know defenders passing it around and and uh, you know a team sort of attacking more and so on keeping it on the on the ground well you haven't got any evidence for that that mm. he can actually do that he, he never really has a plan b where we do a lot of that mm. um, no you know i think i think more and more we have i, I must say you know we have slowly sort of tried to pass it around a bit more to varying degrees of success but we have tried to and you know i think w- one problem we've had is um you know masaki okino he got a really bad injury at the start of last season he's a sort of nippy you know uh, right winger who can sort of dribble and he's quite good on the ball and he came back about uh, he went, came back a couple of months ago and then he played a few games and actually he's our joint top assistant Assister. Uh, um Mm. Assist, uh, assist <laughs> I can't a sister, a sister. That's of fine, yeah. Uh, a sister, um, with three, which is not that impressive. But I mean, to say he's only he only played, I think he's only played about four, three or four matches. So he did really well, and then he's just totally disappeared. Um, so I can only assume he's got an injury. But mm. the club, frustratingly, and this is another topic for another day, but they, they don't tell you what's happened. So mm. um, I assume he's sort of maybe I don't know if he's. It, it, He's um, got, got, you know, maybe got quite sore or got a sore muscle or something and they, they don't want to risk it. But I guess, you know, what I'm saying is if you have a player like him there, say mm. in front of Takada, mm. then they, those two would probably, you know, work really well together and you could sort of pass it around a bit more on the right-hand side at least and, you know, uh, change your tactics a little bit. Maybe, maybe not from the start, but as a plan B. Mm. So but we don't we just don't really have that it's kind of like for like you know the two strikers take them off bring two other hard working you know runners on and um i mean you know alk is a bit of a different sort of striker i really like him and um he's not been as effective this season i have to say like last season he was really good for us and this season mm, you know he he's done all right but he's really good at sort of um controlling the ball and keeping it and he nearly it
1: on. uh he nearly popped up with that winner didn't he on uh, the weekend just slamming slamming the ball against the bar at the end there yeah he's
2: he's, he's been quite unlucky with that and, and and you know let's not get started on the um was it was it machida it was wasn't it the uh non the ghost goal yeah I'm still, that's uh, right still uh yeah i'm still fuming about that but uh Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. But yeah. Never mind. Um, I,
1: don't, I don't think you'll have to worry about playing matches in the next season, uh, Martin, so don't don't worry. So, yeah. Oh,
2: oh, Let well you say that, but uh, you know, oh, it would be so funny if uh, <laughs> 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 I think they're probably just about safe, but yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get on to yeah, we should probably yeah. get on to uh, this weekend's matches, well, shouldn't we? But Yeah, it... um,
1: Go on. Were any final points on Akitas twenty twenty three in general? Then I'll move you on because you you mentioned uh, you know legs turning to jelly, and I think we're perhaps getting listeners will be getting that way too. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, okay.
2: let's move on. I oh. mean, overall, sort of happy, but uh, yeah, we should be safe, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, next season. Sure, sure.
1: Uh, yeah. No, no, I totally agree. I think to be honest, just on one final point from my side, I'm amazed that I'll be absolutely amazed if Ormia never phoned Ken Yoshida. At any point, because while Akita have been quietly finishing in Mm -hmm. mid-table, mid-table, mid-table in J2, Olmia have been sliding towards the trapdoor and circling that toilet bowl for like three and a half years. And they've gone through, I think Omia must have gone through six managers since since Akita have been in J2. I'd be amazed if they haven't gone for someone who just like can just organise a team and get them running hard basically but um, anyway I, I, I'm not a professional uh, football manager so, yeah. I, am, so I don't well, know does he
2: have the players, would he have the players for that I guess is the key question isn't it I guess maybe maybe. Yeah. Uh, that's partly why they're down there possibly, that, you know, possibly. they wouldn't react well yeah. but anyway yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's,
1: let's um, not let's not uh, let's not turn it too, too much doom and gloom uh, just yet um, it, Martin b- before we talk about the J2 games coming up at the weekend round 36 I just want to mention real quick that there is a, a midweek game with a, a J2 interest because the Asian Champions League is is starting this mm. new weekend. Kofu uh, begin their campaign away in Australia uh, against Melbourne City. So that game is on Wednesday, uh, September the 20th. The kickoff is at 7pm Japan time. I think d- due to the miracle of editing, Martin, I'm probably going to review this game. The listeners will already know what's happened in that game uh, by this point. So we-, we won't dwell on previewing that one, but obviously we wish Kofu all the best we- we're recording before before that game. So we, we wish them the best of luck. On to- yeah. yeah, on to J2 then at the weekend. Um finally even though the weather is not not particularly cool at the moment we're back to kind of the autumn uh, fall kickoff schedule aren't we? so the, the games are split fairly evenly across Saturday and Sunday this weekend which is nice and on Saturday September the 23rd we have a pair of games at 2pm uh, Akita leaders off Martin, they're at home to Yamagata so 16th against 10th, a pair of Tohoku teams clashing at 2 o'clock, also at 2pm it's Mito hosting Oita Mito have uh, picked up recently, they're in 12th, Oita continue to slide they're at just one place above Mito now in 11th, so 12th versus 11th at 5pm another big game Nagasaki against Machida so the leaders but wobbling wobbling quite a lot at the moment Machida they're away at 5th place Nagasaki at 6pm there's a well, I don't I don't know how to build this game up. It's 19th, hosting 21st, as Iwaki host Kanazawa. That is a huge game at the bottom. Jeff Chiba against Sendai is also at 6pm on Saturday. That's 6th place Jeff, unbelievably, they're in, they're in the playoff zone. Uh, they host Sendai, who also pretty unbelievably a 17th. Uh, going into the game. And then finishing things off on Saturday at 7pm, it's Yamaguchi against Gunma. So again, Yamaguchi in 20th, they're still in quite a a bit of trouble at the bottom of the table. They're hosting 8th-placed Gunma. Um, Martin, I know Akita's going to be your focus at 2pm, so tell me about that game. And Is there one other game, maybe, that you you like the look of on Saturday?
2: Oh, only one? Okay, well... (laughs) Yeah, so let's start with Akita then. So yeah, this is the big... um, I say Tohoku Derby. What's it called? Um... Oh, uh, yeah, there's a name for it, but I, I can't remember now. It's just terrible, isn't it? I've, I've lived here long enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We, uh, we're we probably going to lose because every time we get excited about this derby, we, we, they tend to smash us. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, it, you know, it's um it's the hope, isn't it? It's the hope that kills you. But at the same time, you've got to have the hope in the first place. So I think it'll be interesting. Yamagata have um, – I'm just looking at the form table. Um, They've been a bit – if you like, what have they had recently, yeah, they had a run of like five wins, didn't they? And then Manchester you know, absolutely smashed them, and then they sort of had a draw and a defeat, and, a, and then they won. Oh, they did actually. They won the other day, didn't they? Yeah, last mm-hmm. weekend. So um, I don't know if that means they're back on on a good run again. Like if that's the start of you know another good run. It looks like they're going to be the the kings of um this season. Unfortunately, doesn't it? But um, we, we, what what are we? Um, yeah, we're eleven points behind. So it's probably. That's probably them uh, at one point in the season I think we were top you know of the all the um, tour hawker sides but um mm. yeah so anyway um, yeah I mean, I'm looking forward to it I'm I plan to go along and um, like I say though I think I'm not really expecting anything because it's difficult they, they tend to put three or four past us so mm. we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. but um, yeah I think I think our, I think our performances have improved the last few games Uh, after you know uh, we've got a few more points on the board so we're really i I say this every home match but we're due a home win so maybe this could be it you know that's the excitement of it all isn't it so maybe this could be the the home win after not winning at home since i think may so um oh it would be beautiful if we could beat them it would be it would be a great i mean it's a friendly right you know it's not a nasty rivalry it's quite friendly but it would be great we'd, we'd love to beat them uh, as you know, Kevin Keegan once said, alright, I would love it if we could beat him." <laughs> um, as for the other fixtures, uh, oh there are just uh, sorry, there are too many. I think pretty much almost almost every single one has something riding on it. Um, I mean, uh, Nagasaki, Machida, uh If you know, if Nagasaki win that, that would be great for their playoff um, hopes. Although I think there are a few points into the playoffs now, aren't so it would sort of cement probably cement their um, mm. position match to run a bit of a wobble it's um probably 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 fine as we just said but um if they' don't, you know if they're not picking up points and um an s pulse and iwata keep you know uh winning certainly s pulse anyway um i mean that they, they might still go up but you know if they if they ended up in second place uh <laughs> they mm. might you know they'd be happy with promotion but probably feel a bit sort of deflated after all that but um yeah and actually funnily enough you know the um that game in hand they've got is, is a at akita <laughs> so that'll be that w- it'd be nice if we could uh spoil the party a little bit and beat them but anyway so sorry yes so um nagasaki zelvia uh matched is a is a big one um saturday is it, What else we've got iwaki kanazawa that's a huge one down near the bottom if um if uh, if we wacky win that you you feel that they're probably safe or pretty much safe, but if Kanazawa can get a win there, then that would be huge for them. Um, yeah, uh, I think Jeff Jeff said. I mean Jeff's interesting cause Jeff interesting because Jeff what just outside the playoffs?
1: I think they're six now, um, yeah. So they're just inside, yeah.
2: Oh, sorry, they're just inside, right? Wow, yeah, okay, so. Um that's another big yeah, I mean, sorry, yeah, I know you said one other game but um No, no, no,
1: no go ahead. It's there's good.
2: probably three there's three or four there, isn't there? You know, Yamaguchi two at uh, home to Gunma that they'll be looking to get something out of that. If they don't then um They'll be looking over the shoulder if Kanazawa win or get a point. So that's, that's yeah, the,
1: yeah, that's the magic of J two, uh, Martin. Every, every game, every game is a is, is a blockbuster. I think on on Kanazawa, I mean Jay, James, uh, we don't have James or Victor here to, to to fill us in, but they they do seem to be in quite a lot of um, turmoil at the moment. I know they announced that they, hmm. they sort of announced this week that their training sessions all week were going to be behind closed doors. Uh, and then they've they've uh, they've yeah. actually since reversed that and announced that the training sessions are going to be open again, so I mean obviously that's a very small um issue, but it, I think you know they also had this thing of someone someone phoned the club to complain that they'd seen a player drinking a, a coke um oh, you know the other weekend yeah I mean I hope I hope no <laughs> hope no one's watching what I'm drinking otherwise there'd be a flood of a flood of a uh, pod pod complaints to but you know it's just it, there just seems to be a sense of. Um, just just upheaval there, and they they don't seem to be in a good state. Yeah, like yeah. Of direction. Yeah, knowing like. no knowing J two no as I do, that means they're probably going to win three one at Iwaki. But um, yeah, I don't think the the signs aren't good at the moment. Um, are they? So we will see. How how about the games on Sunday? Um, Martin five games on Sunday, September the twenty fourth. Mm. Again, we uh for the first time in a long while we've got games at one p.m. Uh, In two games at 1pm, Okayama host Iwata. So Iwata now knocked down to third. um, They're away at ninth placed, Okayama. Shimizu, who are up to second, rather ominously, they host Kofu. Kofu in seventh at the moment, and obviously they'll be uh, perhaps a bit leggy coming back from Australia, uh, you know, and then then heading uh, head to Nihon Daira for that one. So second against seventh. Then two games at 4 p.m., Tokyo Verdi against Fujieda, so fourth place, hosting 15th. And then, uh, yeah, also at 4 p.m., Tokushima against Omiya. Tokushima have pulled up to 14th. Omiya, as we know, rock bottom and in, uh, in real trouble. And then rounding off the weekend at 7 p.m., it's Kumamoto against Tochigi, so 18th hosting 13th at Egao-Kenko Stadium. So what, what, what about the Sunday games, Martin? What are we, what are we thinking?
2: Um, again, I mean, there's pr- pretty much, they're pretty much all bangers, aren't they, really? I don't know. I mean, S-Pulse, uh, they've been on a cracking run, uh, winning pretty much every week the last few matches. So, And it'll be interesting to see how Kofu perform. Um, I was just sort of looking at the form table. They went on a bit of a poor run, didn't they? And, and then recently they've picked up a bit. I think they've had um, a, few, a sort of couple of wins in the last three. Mm. Um, but it'll be interesting, you know, after after coming back from um, yeah after playing in in uh, not Europe in Asia in the in the ACL uh, midweek because um, you know like with um, they've got one or two older players, haven't they? Like. Um, uh, with uh, Utaka up front, who's um, been on a bit of a poor run. I don't think he's scored in the last sort of te- ten or eleven games. I don't, I, mm. I don't think so, mm. or certainly not many recently. So uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how you know who they put out and how how they do against Esplu. You suspect you know Pulse are probably going to win that one. Mm. Um, yeah, and then of course Iwata, they're chasing. Um, Second, well, they're they're in third. They're just a point behind S Pulse. I mean, they're six points behind Machida, so you, you suspect they're not going to catch up to Machida But again, you know, if they win and Machida don't, then that's that goes down to three win, three points, albeit with uh, Machida having a game in hand. Mm. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Um, I think Okayama, yeah, where well, they're ninth. I mean, they're only three points off the play. So I, I sort of feel like they've had a a poor, not a poor season, but a bit of a drop-off, but they're still doing all right. They've won the last uh, four, uh, or oh. Oh, did they lose the last one, sorry, the, but they won four in a row prior mm. to, um, yeah, last week. So that'll be interesting. And then, um, yeah, I think especially, um, well, I mean, Kumamoto, Kumamoto tochugi, um because uh, Kumamoto are still, I think they had a win, didn't they? how Mm. how did they do yeah they had a win the last game they they went on a really bad run they're five points off um kanazawa but again you know all right we keep saying it no way but you know if kanazawa just keep losing then it doesn't matter if they've got a game in hand but um if they can get some points on the board they can easily drag you know iwaki and kumamoto and of course yamaguchi can get dragged into that dare i say even sendai that would be (laughs) Mm. um wow yeah you never know, but. yeah, and then of course, you know, with was Tokushima and Omiya. You think Tokushima are probably safe. Um, but with Omiya, I mean, we say it every week, but uh, if they don't get anything out of this game, and even if they get a point, you know, you just feel like points aren't enough, right? They, they need to be winning matches, and they well, went on a fairly good, also oh, gone no well
1: i was going to say Omia, like i mean I, I, I keep just reading out numbers and and stats when it comes to me but they're 9 points adrift of safety yeah. with um where are we six seven games to go if they're they if they're 9 points adrift with six games to go i just don't see i, I think they have to win this game and they've had three or four must win games in the last few weeks and i don't i think that maybe they won one of them and lost the rest i mean losing 3-0 at home to kumamoto is an absolute disaster um obviously uh and i just think if they, they have to go all out to win this game I'll, i agree with you point a point is uh well i wouldn't say it's no good but it's not enough
2: yeah so they, they were going on a really good they, they brought in a couple of good players didn't they so it's um they had the defenders uh kaiki from uh nagasaki mm. and then um i'm not going to try and say his name i'm sorry the polish striker oh he's done quite well he's swear, been, shock. swear shock is that sorry yeah so i think he's done he's, been, he, he's looked all right um um but you know looking at the, so they went on a run so the last sort of 10 matches um you know they've lost lost four drawn drawn one of the last five but b- before that they'd sort of won a couple and drawn three so they they were picking up you sort of thought oh they're, they're possibly going to do this again you know another season where they're going to get out of it um but now you sort of think especially when you're down there and you can see the points difference like it must, it's a bit like we're talk, you know, you know, when you're in sort of a, a race, right? And then just people are pulling away from you, and it just gets harder and harder if people are sort of overtaking you. Mm. It gets harder and harder to try and, you know, speed up because you're like, oh, you just sort of lose um, the, the, um, the motivation and the will. So I wonder if now, yeah, I, I don't, I think they're done, aren't they? I mean, I just can't see mm. how they're gonna, unless they win they basically got to win what? Maybe the last four, is f- four's probably not enough, is it? So sort of five matches? Mm. And maybe get a draw? Well, you just can't see it, yeah. You know? So it's an interesting one, but it sort of feels like, yeah, obviously not mathematical, but it feels like if Tokushima win that, then. Yeah, they're probably just going to give up on the Omnia. Oh, yeah, probably just be like, "Okay, that's it." Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: don't want to don't want to end our chat on a, on a downer necessarily, but I do think oh, the, sorry, the, the vibe. No no. no, no, the 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 vibe the vibe that I get from uh, from Steve, you know, at our DJ Owen talk, is a lot of Omnia fans are now uh sort of resigned to the inevitable and i I think that's that's that tells you everything you need to know it's not just it's not just me and you saying that they're they're on their way down i think a lot of omia supporters kind of you know well they 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 can see the league table just like we can and uh, yeah it's not looking good but you know it's j2 anything can happen but um they they left it they've (laughs) left it very late to to do anything haven't they
2: and you know they've got a great and let's be honest they've got a, a fantastic um you know, set of supports. They get they get really good crowds, don't they? And uh, mm. really passionate, all there in the colours. And mm. Um, mm. it would be great. It's going to be great for J3 next season. <laughs> 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 On a positive note. you know, go. I mean, it there is great go. for, you know, and, and it might be good for them to sort of, maybe um, they can sort of, I'd say, start again. But mm. uh, maybe, you know, there's obviously, there's obviously something in the background. You know, they've got some good players. They play some mm. good football. There's obviously something. I don't know what it is. A bit like with Ryukyu. You know, there's Mm. something in the club that you feel like they need to sort of get rid of, some uh, kind of poison or something. I don't know if that's too harsh, but um, yeah, uh, maybe they they might benefit from that. and, and I, build have the to, I
1: have to say, I think that's true. I think um, mm. relegation would force the club to have a good look in, in the mirror. Whereas if they somehow survive by the skin of the teeth, I think there's perhaps a tendency to, Oh, well, that was lucky. We'll just carry on. You know, we're obviously okay. And I think maybe that that's where are have gone wrong this season is they, they just about stayed up last year and that is, that has allowed mm. them to be um, a bit complacent this year, I think and it looks like it might cost them so i think i think sometimes i, I would never I, I never would go as far as saying getting relegated is a, a good thing No, it, no. It, it,
2: well it, it, matsumoto cough cough <laughs>
1: yeah it, it, it well <laughs> yeah well perhaps perhaps we, perhaps we can say it, it's never a good thing but sometimes it's no. a nece- it's a necessary thing and i, I think maybe in the, you know all we have been poor for all most of this season poor last season poor the season before where, where can you point the finger other than you know the front office and the club itself. So perhaps the relegation would force them to, um, to, to to deal with some truth bombs that they they they, yeah, they might have been avoiding. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, Martin. But, but, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Last point. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just
2: going to say. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I, I worry that <laughs> uh, we're going uh, way over time. But uh, yeah. What a what a great. I think it's um, it's going to be a great weekend. Cause, um, Obviously, we don't know how what the well, how the games going to pan out, but there is some uh, there are so many games with um, something riding on it, and it has been mm. that season, right? That that mm. kind of season. Mm. It feels like I mean, even it's mad, but even like sort of two or three weeks ago, the um, sort of local newspaper was sort of the headline was you know akita about BlauBlitz, and you know the the playoffs are still. I think it was something about like Oof. the playoffs were still in play because I mean technically there was almost I think maybe even sort of ten points that two or three weeks ago. Yeah, obviously it's 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 uh it's it's a hook, isn't it? I mean that's just a uh, clickbait, isn't it? That's ridiculous, but but it's still, I guess you know it just it just go to show goes to show like how. Uh, close it kind of is like in the sort of top eight or nine and the bottom sure,
1: sort of six or seven sure. it's, it's
2: been one of those seasons hasn't it it's really really exciting yeah well
1: yeah to be honest once it gets close to the running in in previous years it's been quite easy for James and I to pick out two or three games that we want to kind of dive in deep on when we talk mm. together but this season it's been more it's more difficult to do that and um yeah speaking of the playoffs I'm pretty sure it didn't what wasn't it Omiya put out a statement at one point saying that they were still targeting the playoffs. This this year, so perhaps it's a good good thing that we're in Japan, and that that was only in Japanese. Because I think if that had been in English, it would have been memed, uh, memed to death on on social media. So, um you know, a bit we like that translator. Uh, yeah, I mean, Try I to. mean
2: google
1: translate or something i i I just admire the balls quite literally of being like second bottom or bottom and then tweeting like please support we're we're still aiming for the top six it's like well okay okay boomer you know yeah
2: yeah that's uh yeah i I try to think when that was as well because i mean there have been I mean that's the thing. I guess that's probably what what makes you think now that they are doomed is that mm. they have been sort of bottom two for the past. Mm. Uh, but
1: like at no several point, several months now, at, at no it, At think. no point, at no point this season would it have been appropriate to put out a no. statement saying we 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 we're giving up on the top two, but we're going for the top six. It's like no no shit no shit. You're giving <laughs> up on the top two. You're, you're forty five well, points behind.
2: Well, <laughs> I think Kanazawa was sort of aiming for for the, for um. The playoffs, right? That was that what the or at least the club sort of came yeah. I of think said, top you know? half,
1: right? They wanted top right, half. Right, yeah. yeah. I think maybe um, maybe there's just a lesson. I think again, never been a manager of a professional football team, so I might be talking off off the cuff here, but I think that just just management of expectations is just so crucial. Yeah. Um, to success and i think one thing i mean akita like we talked about they can be criticized for a few things you know in terms of play style and you know maybe Mm. transfer business but one thing you cannot accuse or or blame akita for is like they i mean the the expectation management is is spot on there isn't it everybody kind of knows what's what's going on i don't know it feels like that anyway
2: yeah i think i think the fans i think i think what i'd say about akita fans is they're very um you know, how to, how to say like, um, yeah, I would not say low expectations, but you know, we're quite friendly and quite, you know, mm. relaxed. I mean, obviously we want to win, but if we lose, you know, there's not a lot of sort of, there's a little, maybe a tad bit of negativity on social media, but it's not usually nasty. You know, it, there's, there's very little, I mean, there's, I don't think there's ever any booing or anything like mm. that after a, a, mm. you know a bad defeat. It's just like, oh well, you know, we lost and you know they tried their best. Because mm, mm, at mm. least they we know that their players always give their all. You know, you can't accuse them of that. Mm. But I mean, the club, I think at the start of the season though, they did actually say, you know, I think the, the club did sort of suggest, well, you know, we should be sort of aiming to beat 12th and um, maybe even sort of heading to you know sort of towards the playoffs. I, I think um, maybe I maybe I misread. Uh, what what it you know what it said, but I think I th- so. I, I don't necessarily think the goal mm. was the playoffs, but there was sort mm. of suggestions of well, you know, we came 12, so we should be aiming for sort of maybe top 10 or or whatever. But yeah, when you sort of see the the squad change, you sort of thought, hang on, that you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, but I, I feel like maybe that's just part of the PR. Right, they have to kind of yeah,
1: possibly come
2: out with stuff like this. Otherwise, you know, maybe if, if they sort of come out came out and said, well, you know, sort uh, of similar position again, maybe some people would, wouldn't.
1: Yeah, well, perhaps, um, perhaps just, you're you damned if you yeah. do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you? Because if you say, oh, well, right. I, we we finished twelfth last year, so hopefully we'll finish twelfth again. It's not really get, it's not very sexy, is it? It's not gonna get, you're not gonna sell many season, not gonna sell many season tickets based on that thing. So. No, no, I think, but I, I think, I think compared, uh, what I Will says, compared to c- certain other teams, some of which we've mentioned uh, a few minutes right. ago, mm-hmm. expectation yeah. management seems to be a bit better at Akita than than at some at some J two teams. Whatever. Martin, thanks so much for your for your analysis. Really nice to chat and uh yeah it's, yeah, it's good, been good great good to yeah. talk for the for the first time in uh the- Five plus years actually live you know in uh, not not on on twitter or, or x uh, instead so yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for that and yeah we, I've we... really
2: enjoyed the chat
1: oh you, brilliant yeah. no no meeting too, me too. our goal was to talk for about half an hour and we've done we've done 66 <laughs> minutes so um yeah that's uh, you Apologies. know always no 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 no. that's bonus bonus content for the listeners martin don't don't not to be not to be sneezed at um martin if if, if that's all i think i'm gonna let you get, get go and have your dinner now um it's probably a good 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 idea and uh, please stay tuned uh, our j2 chat is finished for this week but as usual after a quick hit of music uh magic Mike kinness is on hand and he has all the uh all the j3 news and previews for you in J Talk short corner so that's all from martin and me but uh, yeah please hang around because uh, mike will be along
3: with uh, jtalk short corner next j-talk, your Time. Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Short Corner, the mini-pod that keeps you up-to-date with events in J3 of the J-League. I'm your host Mike Innes and in this episode I'll be looking back on fixtures in round 27 of the J3 season as well as previewing the round 28 matches coming up this weekend. There were six games on Saturday the 16th and promotion-chasing Kagoshima United maintained their unbeaten record under new coach Yasuaki Oshima, although they did need an 89th minute goal to claim a draw at home to Kamatamari Sanuki. Having had the better of the first half, the Noodle Boys opened the scoring 11 minutes before the break. Now Eguchi's near post corner kick punched into his own net by homekeeper Kenta Matsuyama. And Sanuki had a great chance to make it 2-0 just after the hour when Eguchi floated in a free kick for K. Munechika, who couldn't make clean contact as the goal yawned in front of him. Kagoshima then started to ramp up the pressure, Shota Suzuki having a scrambled goal disallowed for a foul by Frank Romero, but Suzuki, it was who claimed the equaliser, left free to head in Kazuki Chibu's outswinging corner. Final score, Kagoshima won, Senoki one. Not the best performance, but the Smoking Volcanoes remain third, a point outside the promotion places. Kamatomane couldn't hold on for the win, but with Eguchi in the team and Etsushi Yonayama in charge, they're heading in the right direction in 12th. A draw for Kagoshima, but there were wins for two other contenders in Azul Claro Numazu and FC Imabari. Imabari's match at home to AC Nagano Paseiro marked a quick return to Shikoku for new Paseiro coach Uriki Takagi, but his task became a lot harder in only the 12th minute when Nagano defender Yuya Ono was shown a straight red card. Caught in possession, he tugged the shirt of Toyofumi Sakano, who was through on goal, off Orno went. And Marcus Vinicius nudged the resulting free kick to Hayato Teruyama, whose right foot shot had enough on it to beat Kim Minho for 1-0. The hosts were able to stay in front when John Ander Serantes blocked an angled shot from Yasufumi Nishimura, and by half time they had doubled their lead. A delicious through pass from Kordai Dohi releasing Marcus who skipped around Kim and steered it into an empty net for his fifth of the season. Imabari missed several great chances to go three up late on, Kim deflecting Marcus's shot onto the woodwork, Vinicius Saraujo screwing a snapshot wide of the target and then trying to place a shot that Kim was able to tip round the post. Final score, Imabari 2-0. Three points that keep Naoto Kudo's team in with as good a chance as anyone of promotion. They're sixth. Especially up against Imabari's firepower, Paseiro were always going to struggle after orno's sending off. They're 16th. Numazu, meanwhile, travelled to bottom side Girovanz Kitakyushu on a run of three straight losses. And frankly, that would have been extended if they'd been playing a team with greater finishing ability than Girovanz, who should have taken an early lead when Shun Hirayama got himself a clear shot on goal from 10 yards, but made it far too easy for visiting keeper Hiromu Musha. The Sunflowers had a series of half chances but took none of them and from out of nowhere Azul Claro went in front 26 minutes into the second half. Noah Kenshin Brown picking up possession on the right, cutting inside and crashing in a shot that beat Kenshin Yoshimaru from 25 yards. That's Ten league goals this season for Brown, who at least had the good grace to look surprised. Final score Kitakushu nil, Numazu one. After last week's win, this was more familiar fare from Giravanz. Four points behind the pack at the bottom of the table. Azul Claro are back in the chase in fifth. It's just outside the top six are Nana Club, following their draw at Vandarane Hachinohe. How much do Nana owe Hayato Asakawa, who half an hour in put them ahead with his 14th of the season, an instinctive, confident chip over the keeper after Vandarane's Yuya Himeno had misplaced his back pass. Pretty quiet match, though, this one, and we can cut from there to midway through the second half when the home side pulled level. Kazuyaniwa swinging over across, Corky Maezawa attacking the near post and scoring with a powerful header. Mazure could have won it late on but somehow sent his point blank header against the post and the visitors hung on for a point final score Hachinohe 1 Nana 1 Nobuhiro Ishizaki has ofanarari arguably overachieving in mid table they're now 10th Julian Marin basilos Nana slip back to 7th SC Sagamihana and FC Gifu also played out a draw at the Sagamihana Gion Stadium, a result not of enormous use either to the home side in their efforts to escape relegation or to the visitors aiming for promotion. Sagamihara took the lead 10 minutes before half-time, Yuto Minakuchi rising high at the far post to head in Yuzo Iwakami's outswinging corner kick, a first J-League goal for the rookie centre-back. Not that his team could retain their lead through to the break, as in stoppage time, Gifu winger Tomu Murata left core Watahiki on the floor before centering for the unmarked Yoshiatsu Oiji to flick it inside the post. Early on in the second period, Gifu missed a couple of opportunities to go in front, Orioma Kita shooting wide of the far post after Ayumu Matsumoto's low cross had gone across the face of goal. Kosuke Fujioka having a one-on-one well-saved by John Higashi. High drama at the other end on 66 minutes. Daisuke Kato's close-range effort hitting the post and bouncing out to Ryoji Yamashita, whose follow-up shot hit the arm of Charles Unduka for a penalty. The spot kick was struck well enough by Tsubasa Ando but was superbly saved by Shu Mogi. Final score, Sagamihara won, Gifu won. Sagamihara bouncing back from last week's home loss, but they stay 19th. Gifu slip to 8th, 4 points off the top 2. And the mid-table encounter between Gainane Tottori and Fukushima United also ended level. That was despite Fukushima taking the lead inside 30 seconds, their high press effective against a slow starting Gainare, former Totori player Ryuji Sawakami firing across the face of goal, Ryō Shiohama taking advantage of some sluggish cover by Koki Ishii to finish at the far post. Barely a minute later, Yuta Togashi thundered a long-range effort against the post, but he did claim the equaliser early in the second half, a well-struck shot from 20 yards that gave stand-in Fukushima keeper Satoshi Osugi no chance. With 19 minutes left, Gainare handed the lead back to the visitors, Korsuke Masutani's back pass hopelessly underhit. Hiroto Yukie pouncing on the loose ball and setting up Kortamori for a composed finish. But the home side drew level again six minutes from time. Makoto Fukoin picking up a half clearance on the edge of the box and squeezing his shot right into the bottom corner. Final score, Tottori 2, Fukushima 2. Great fun, as Gainane so often seem to provide. They remain 11th. Exactly the sort of game Fukushima would have lost under Toshihiro Hattori. Mitsumasa Yoda's team, 13th. 3 games followed on Sunday the 17th and leaders Ehime FC travelled to crisis club FC Ryukyu who in midweek made their second coaching change of the season. Tetsuhiro Kina stepping down after the loss at Matsumoto Yamaga. Head coach Hiroyuki Shirai was in temporary charge for this one, ahead of former Ryukyu coach Kim Jong Song returning to the club as Kina's replacement. A tough job here for Shirai as his underachieving squad hosted the best team in the division, and Ryukyu were behind inside five minutes, Taiga Ishiura floating in the free kick. No one stopping Soda Ogawa from heading it beyond Junto Taguchi and in. The homekeeper then did well to keep out a header from Reiya Morishta, but it was Ryukyu who registered the game's second goal. Takeyuki Takeyasu winning the ball from Tatsuya Yamaguchi and feeding Katsuya Nakano, who drove it inside the far post from 20 yards. The game stood level at half-time, but Ehibe won it thanks to two goals early in the second period. First, Taguchi with the ball at his feet was chased down by Ishiura. The goalkeeper's delayed clearance deflected disastrously back into the net for 2-1. Then, Ishiura received a pass from Shunsuke Tanimoto and sliced open the Ryukyu back line for Yutaka Soneda to score. The hosts did try to get back into the match, Haruto Shirai hitting the bar with only Shugo Tsuji to beat, and Nakano scored his second of the game with ten minutes left, half volleying in a loose ball after Kelvin's cross into the box. Final score though, UQ 2, Ehime 3. Kim has a difficult job in front of him as he takes over a side who have one win in their last 10 matches to sit 18th, five points off the bottom and with the worst goal difference in the division. In a sense, this was a typical Ehime. They don't tend to dominate games, but they haven't lost for three months. 11 points clear, 11 games to go. And moving into second place behind them are Katane Toyama who recovered from a run of four consecutive defeats to claim a home win against in-form FC Osaka. Katane had to come from behind to do it, the opening goal in the 33rd minute when Ryusei Saito sent in a cross to the far post that was swept in by Takahiro Kitsui, his fourth goal in three matches. But Osaka's lead lasted only four minutes as Toyama legend Nobuyuki Shina scored his first of the season, exchanging passes with Hiroya Sueki before evading the challenge of Wu Song-Ho and firing in a low shot from 20 yards. An excellent finish but only seven minutes later with Katari suddenly on the front foot, Shina produced an even better one, stealing possession from Rikuto Kubo, holding off the challenge and lashing it into the top corner. Osaka's best chance of getting anything from the game came ten minutes from time. Daigo Furukawa's header drawing the save from Tomoki Tagawa. Final score, Toyama 2, Osaka 1. Two tremendous pieces of skill winning it for Katare and although they're back up into the promotion spots, That's not the same as turning things around in performance terms. A disappointing result for Osaka that sees them drop back to fourth, but still well-placed for the running. In the middle of August, a burst of form had taken Tegavajano Miyazaki up to a season's best in the table. Since then Hiroshi Matsuda's team have dropped like a stone. Their home match with Matsumoto Yamaga, the fifth in a row in which they've failed to score. The game's only goal came on 34 minutes. Ryuhei Yamamoto crossing from the Yamaga left. then Komatsu's header deflected onto the bar by keeper Kokoro Aoki. Kaiga Murakoshi, on hand to poke in the rebound. Yutashimozawa's speculative shot, punched away by Tomohiko Murayama, was Tegavajaro's closest attempt. Komatsu had a couple of half chances at the other end. Final score, though, Miyazaki nil, Matsumoto 1. Tegavajaro now down to 17th, and they're not playing well. A second consecutive win for Yamaga means they climb to 9th. And there was also one game on Monday the 18th, a six-goal thriller at Mitsuzawa between YSCC Yokohama and Iwate Guruja Morioka. YSCC knew a win would take them level on points with their opponents, but it was Iwate who opened the scoring on 28 minutes. Masashi Wada heading in a Kairi Shinbo corner while YSCC were a man down. Haruki Oshima off the pitch and receiving treatment at the time. Wada should have made it 2-0 before the break, but Jun Kodama pulled off the save. And six minutes into the second half, the home side pulled level, the Kaoru Mitoma of J3, Hiroto Domoto reaching the byline and pulling it back for Daiki Sato to finish into the roof of the net. Only the briefest of mentions for Shuntaro Koga's header bringing a superb reaction stop out of visiting keeper Kenta Tanno and Yasutor Fujita curling a shot against the post with Tanno beaten because the match was rounded off with four goals in the final 14 minutes. Iwate retook the lead when Takuto Minami raced forward on the counter-attack and dinked a ball to the far post for Kentaro Kai to prod it over the line. But seven minutes later, YSCC equalised for the second time. Takuya Fujiwana got to an outswinging corner kick and headed it back across goal. Koki Matsumura finished it off. And things quickly got even better for the Kanagawa Seagulls, Fujiwana sending Loris Tinelli racing down the left from where he pulled it back for Yohan Pedersen to score from close range. Three became four for YSCC in injury time, Pedersen scrapping to win a loose ball which fell to Atsushi Kikutani who advanced into the box and slotted it in from 15 yards. Final score, YSCC 4, Iwate 2, a second win in 3 now for new YSCC coach Kazuki Kuranuki, whose team climb to 15th. Gruja are one place above them on goal difference, their lowest placing of the season so far. So now to run through the top and bottom of the league standings after round 27. The top six are Ehime with 54 points, Toyama with 43, Kagoshima, Osaka and Numazu all 42, Imabari 41. At the other end of the table, the bottom six are YSCC and Nagano with 33 points, Miyazaki with 32, Ryukyu 28. Sagamihana, 27, and bottom of the table, with 23, Kitakyushu. Just time now for a quick look ahead to the round 28 fixtures this weekend, when there are five games on Saturday the 23rd. We've got first against third, Ehime against Kagoshima. Second place, Toyama head to Nagano. Imabari, play host to Hachinohe. Big opportunity to pick up points for Nana at home to Ryukyu. And two out-of-form teams meet at Iwate, where the visitors are Miyazaki. Five games also on Sunday the 24th. Promotion chasing Osaka are at home to bottom side Kitakyushu. Numazu take on Totori At the Alwyn Stadium, Matsumoto meet Gifu. And lower down the table, Fukushima are at home to Sagami Hara. And finally, Sanuki host YSCC. With all the week's business seen to then, that's it for this mini-pod. All that remains is for me to say thanks for listening, enjoy your football, and see you next time. Bye for now mm